Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. It's Friday, December the 1st, 2023. Episode number 247 is here. Thank you, Haley, for that awesome introduction. How in the world is it already December? It feels like we were just at Springfield not long ago, so it's already December. I hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. I know I did. Um, a lot of the uh, family on my dad's side was here in Oklahoma City. Of course, Graham and Paul live here, and my dad lives in Yukon. I was here. My girlfriend came down from Wisconsin for the whole week. Uh, then my aunts came up from Texas, brought their families with. My cousins and, and their children came up, and it was just a whole lot of fun. We had a, a get-together. I think some of us got together on Wednesday night. I played pool with my dad, Fast Eddie, so I didn't get to get together on Wednesday night. Um, but a lot of them went over to Grandpa's house on Wednesday, hung out over there. Then on Thursday, we all met up at my dad and Danette's house, and dinner was amazing. Uh, had all the uh, the normal stuff, you know, and, and then some other stuff that we don't normally have. So it was a, a little bit of a you know, whatever you want to eat, grab something and, and enjoy dinner. Um, we also did Dirty Santa because we're usually not together, all together, uh, you know, at Christmas because the family's so spread out. So it took some pressure off of some folks and opened up December for the rest of the family. But we had uh, Dirty Santa and that was a whole lot of fun. I think there was about 30 of us. I, I know there were 24 of us maybe even 25 of us in the dirty Santa. So that was all the adults. And then the kids, there were some kids running around too. So I think there was 30 people total there at dad's house and it sure was a lot of fun. And, and, uh, just getting the family together is good at, you know, it's, it's hard to do. And I think that's why it still only happens, you know, once or twice a year because, you know, everybody's got a life, everybody's got things going on. And, and lucky for me that flat track racing and, and stuff had kind of slowed down a little bit. So I was able to spend uh, the entire week here in Oklahoma and had some fun up there at dad's house. And then we played pickleball. We actually had scheduled pickleball for Friday morning, Black Friday. Instead of going shopping, the Dublers decided to go uh, play pickleball. We get up there. I think there's about eight of us went up there to play pickleball. And I guess the reservation times got mixed up. So, uh, so we uh, decided to go eat breakfast. And then uh, headed out to uh, Grandpa's house to watch the OU uh, football game. They were playing on, on Black Friday, so we watched that game, and or some of us did. And then we ended up back up at Dad's house, and it was a little bit chilly outside, but we played pickleball in the driveway, and that was a little bit different. Uh, you don't have the, the back, you know, to stop the ball, so there's a lot of running after balls. If you hit it over the fence, you had to send somebody around the fence to go get balls. But it, it sure was a whole lot of fun, and, and uh, I love my family, and... That was my dad's side of the family, the racing side of the family. For Christmas, I get to go out to Colorado and see my mom's side of the family. So a lot going on around the holidays, and I'm very lucky. Uh, I would say probably blessed that a lot of my family is still around. Uh, you know, as 51 years old, I still have three of my grandparents, and, and I'm very lucky, and I don't take that for granted. It's, it's pretty cool and uh, just a lucky guy. I did see this morning that 97 days until the season opener – and I love that uh, Donnie LaRue with amanationalnumber.com is doing that again, a countdown to the season opener in Daytona Short Track. Uh, 97 days. I think my favorite 97 was Michelle DeSavo. And I used to race against her quite a bit. She's still involved in the sport. She She's from California. She stays up in uh, Wisconsin and works out of the SNS shop and helped Dave Zanotti, you know, with 
this last year was with the KTM team, the Rick Ware KTM team. Well, she's still with Dave. They've made some changes. Uh, we, we did hear a little while ago that Briar's no longer with Dave. So that means Michelle's still with Dave Zanotti and, uh, they're working on, you know, working on new bikes, building something new. Uh, another KTM is what I'm hearing twins and the rider has not been announced just yet. It's supposed to be coming maybe at the first of the year is what I'm, I'm hearing. So hopefully we'll get that news sooner than later, but 97 days until the season opener in Daytona. No podcast last week, but some big news did come out since we last talked right here on Off the Groove. The biggest probably is the Estenson announcement. Only two riders, Dallas Daniels on the 32 bike and Tom Drain on the 59. So one Super Twin and one AFT Singles. I don't know how I feel about that. I know you know a lot of the teams are downsizing. I'm hearing some of the bigger teams are, are shrinking down. I know it's expensive to be out there. And, you know, um, if the... If the money's just not there, or the sponsors aren't there, or if you are just content with just two riders, I mean, but it's hard to to let two riders go or, or part ways with two riders. I don't know how it all went down, but, you know, uh, I think the, the, the fan favorite now, J.D. Beach, where's he going to go? Where's the 95 going? Uh, there's a lot of rumors going around that he's going road racing. I know he tested a BMW not too long ago, I think last week or two weeks ago, and I saw that Moto America was teasing that a little bit as saying free agent J.D. Beach, so, you know, and that was actually a little bit before the Essence announcement came out, but, you know, J.D. is a very talented road racer and, uh, you know, very well on the dirt, too, so hopefully maybe he'll find a ride where he can ride both series a little bit, you know, when he's off at road racing, maybe he can come race some American flat track, so, uh, or... You know, if the road race deal doesn't work out, maybe he's still looking for a flat track ride. You know, I guess we don't know yet, but hopefully JD will announce his plans here real soon. And then where is Blackjack 21, Trevor Bruner? Where's he going? I kind of stole that nickname from Blackjack Brian Brown, the sprint car racer, and I liked it. You know, the 21, it's a cool number, and uh, Trevor didn't like T-Money. He didn't like, you know, T-Dog. He didn't like those nicknames, and I asked him if he liked Blackjack, and I think he does. So it kind of stuck around a little bit. So where's uh, Trevor Bruner going? There's a lot of rumors, you know, around his name right now. And hopefully the, that news will drop soon too. A few weeks ago, Red Bull KTM announced that they would not be coming back to flat track. Well, on November 21st, Cody Cop put it out there that he'll be riding his own KTMs in 2024 in search of his third consecutive ring. Only him and Dallas Daniels 32 have won two in a row in the AFT singles class, you know, sticking to the class name, the class structure. Those two are the only ones that have won two in a row. Well, Hot Rod is trying to win a third in 2024. He also looks to become the winningest rider in AFT singles history. You guys know that I'm a stats guy, and so I looked it up. I've got a notepad, or actually it's a notebook that I take with me to all the races in my backpack, and you know, most of it's in between my ears, but I keep a hard copy, you know, a printed out copy for just to reassure myself. You know, sometimes I doubt myself as I'm starting to get older and forgetting things. But uh, I did look at, at the notes today and Shane has 19 wins in AFT singles class, eight of them on miles, 11 of them on half miles. And her last win was March 13th of 2021. Cody Cop has 15 wins in just two seasons, one mile, nine half miles, and five short tracks. He's only missing a TT to complete the flat track Grand Slam in the singles class, 
And if you were to ask me without looking at my notes and just, you know, without putting too much thought in it, I never would have guessed that he hasn't won a TT yet. Uh, I kind of figured he was going to win Castle Rock last year and had some misfortune end up on the ground a couple times. But I know Cody wants to win at least four more races to tie Shayna, five more to go ahead of Shayna. And of course, he wants to win a TT and that third championship. So keep your eyes on the number one bike in the AFT singles class. And one other thing on that, uh, that, that post he put out there, Cody posted that he won two championships with the Red Bull KTM team. And as a professional riding for that team, he has won 43% of the races he signed up for with American flat track, 43%. That is an amazing number. Well, what do you folks think the next big announcement is? Who's going to drop some news? Who's dropping where they're going? Who's saying what team they've left or what team they've joined? I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Last weekend at Traveler's Rest in South Carolina was what they're calling the AMA Flat Track Olympics. So it looked like two fun days of racing. I got the results from Scotty Taylor and Tom Schumann actually sent me some of the results. And then Scotty Taylor gave me his login to look at the results. And I didn't write down every single class, but the uh, the highlights, I guess, will be, uh, we'll start with Friday night. And again, running on the half mile there at Traveler's Rest, a red clay racetrack, a very fast bank track. I think the track was the best I've seen it on some of the videos I watched. I know if you go to Flat Track Flashback on, uh, I think he's on Instagram. I know he's on Instagram. I'm not sure if he's on Facebook, but that's Scotty Taylor and his dad. They go to a lot of races and they mostly do, you know, flashbacks of older races, but he was down there covering the action and did some interviews. So check that out. That is Flat Track Flashback. And of course I see it on Instagram, but he gave me his sign in to uh, check out the results. And here's what I wrote down. Uh, from Tom Schumann and from Scotty Taylor in the 450 expert class on Friday night. It was Bruner taking the win. Braden Fanders was second. Dan Bromley was third. Tyler Raggio was fourth. P Walker Porter was fifth. Mitch Harvitt was sixth. Ian Wolf was seventh. Jess Reynolds was eighth. And Justin Anselmi was ninth, the California rider. In the open expert class, it was Bruner taking the win. Fanders second. Bromley third. Raggio fourth. Walker Porter was fifth, so the top five were the exact same in both the 450 expert class and the open expert class. Ian Wolf would be sixth, Jacob Vandekoy was seventh, Just Reynolds was eighth, and Anselmi was ninth. In the hooligan class, it was Sean Raggio taking the win, Josh Young was second, Levi Robinson was third. 450 amateur class, Tristan Colson was the winner, Dylan Durrell was second, and Michael Mowry from Colorado was third, so... Open amateur class, Tristan Colson was the win. Coy Cummins was second. Dylan Durrell was third. In the vintage class, it was Rick Reed, uh, Christian Callen, and Chris Hill in the top three. 250 amateur class, Braxton Reagan, Grant Edwards, and Gabby Fanders. That was on Friday night. There were some other classes running. I didn't give the results. There wasn't a lot of uh, riders in those other classes, so I didn't write everything down for you. Saturday, the second day there in uh, Traveler's Rest, 450 expert class. Bruner was the winner. Tyler Raggio was second. Walker Porter was third. Braden Fanders was fourth. Bromley was fifth. Ian Wolf was sixth. And Eli Sowles was seventh. That's S-A-U-L-S. -S. I've been saying his name a lot more lately. Uh, he's an up-and-comer. I think I'll be saying his name some more in the future. The open expert class. It went down all the way to the finish line. Walker Porter led the entire main event until coming to the line. And comes up 0.003 seconds short of Trevor Bruner. 
So Trevor Bruner completes the sweep, wins four, all four classes, both nights. He wants two, two, two classes each night. So he gets the, the, the sweep, get the broom out. Bruner was the winner. Walker Porter comes up just a little bit short. He was second. Tyler Raggio, third. Brighton Fanders, fourth. Bromley, fifth. Shelton Brooks is sixth. And Ian Wolf is seventh. So sound like some really good racing. The track was very fast. It took a lot of rubber and it looked like a lot of fun. Hooligans, there was no results there on the second night. I didn't find anything. 450 amateur class, Tristan Colson, another win. Dylan Durrell second. Michael Mallory was third. Open amateur class got turned around just a little bit. Dylan Durrell took the win. Tristan Colson was second. Michael Mallory was third. So the same three, uh, both days in both the 450 am and the open amateur class, just like the expert class. Uh, same names running up front. In the vintage class, Rick Reed was the winner. Christian Callen was second. John Parker was third. 250 amateur class, it was Braxton Reagan and Gabby Fanders. Only two of them showed up in 250 amateur class. And what I did notice is there were some other classes with some different names because, of course, it was part of the flat track Olympics is what they're calling it. So I know they have the mini O's at Loretta Lens on, uh, you know, for the amateur motocrossers, but they're calling this the flat track Olympics. So some different class names I didn't write results down for, but there was a 30 plus class, a super mini class, an open novice class an 85cc class, a Mad Dog class, and a 65cc class. It looked like there was an over 30 and over 40, over 50 and over 60. Some of those classes were ran together. So I think they're planning for the future. I think it's good that we have races, you know, on that weekend. It's just, you know, hard when you're used to not going to races on Thanksgiving weekend. And then you got to think about, too, the, the location because, you know, where can you go at the end of November where it's warm enough to race? So down south is where it is at Travelers Rest, South Carolina. There are a lot of upcoming races. Uh, tomorrow night, they're racing in Flint, Michigan for the 63rd annual indoor ice race. Think about that. 63 years of racing indoors on ice. That's pretty cool. Next weekend is the Panhandle Clash. That's four days in a row down there in Pensacola, Florida, featuring the Grand National Hooligan Championship Series. The first day is an indoor. The other three are at a couple different tracks, but sounds like a lot of fun. Looking into uh, early next year, January 6th, Reading, Pennsylvania is the ice race, the World Championship ice race, round number one. January 13th, Sioux City, Iowa, ice race, round number two. January 11th through the 13th is the winter throwdown down there just outside of Jacksonville, Florida. That's Corey Texter's race. Uh, January the 19th and 20th, I just got a note on this one. It's the Battle at the Barn indoor syrup race. They've got pit bikes, mad dogs, pros, hooligans, a 35-plus class it looks like there's a few cart classes, a cage cart class, a lawnmower class, and a couple other things too, but it looks like about five or six motorcycle classes as well. That's the Battle at the Barn, Des Moines, Iowa, January 19th and 20th. February 23rd of 2024 is Flat Out Friday up there in Milwaukee. That's a concrete race as well. So they uh, just started putting that out there, started selling tickets for that one. A couple of things, uh, I've mentioned this a little bit before on one of the previous podcasts, but uh, May the 3rd, 2024, the night before Silver Dollar, that's at Lodi Cycle Bowl, so that's going to be the night before, just like they used to do the night before the big one, now it's the night before Silver Dollar, that's at the Lodi Cycle Bowl, trying to catch the pro riders while they're out there on the West Coast. Also from Lodi Cycle Bowl is the West Coast Triple Crown, that is May 17th through the 19th, so two weeks after the Silver Dollar Speedway weekend, the night before the Silver Dollar. Two weeks later, will be the West Coast Triple Crown at the Lodi Cycle Bowl. AMA Racing, three days, three different tracks, 11 amateur classes, and one pro class. So for more information, get a hold of the Lodi Cycle Bowl. 
And I got another note on uh, Facebook earlier this week to talk a little bit more about Extreme Flat Track. They have a Texas winter series. They have a north and then have a south, and then they combine at one race later on next year, early next year, for the overall championship. So the north series is going is happening at Brownwood, Texas. They've got November 11th and 12th, December 9th and 10th, January 13th and 14th, February 17th and 18th. And the South Racing Series are on a little bit different weekends, so it's like you can almost race almost every weekend, but the South is happening at Bishop, Texas, uh, November the 18th and 19th, December the 16th and 17th, January the 20th and 21st, and February the 10th and 11th, with their Texas State Championship at the Waco Half Mile on March 9th and 10th. That's Extreme Flat Track Texas Winter Series. Well, that's all I've got for this week. I just want to say special thanks to all my listeners. I know I get a lot of messages from you folks, and that's what keeps me going. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you to my patrons who you know support me, sponsor me. A big shout-out to Jim and Pat for all the uh, paperwork that they give me. And last but not least, thanks to Tim at ProPlates. If you guys need any number plates, number plate stickers, graphics for your bikes, get a hold of Tim at ProPlates, and he will hook you up. That's all I got. I'll talk to you guys soon right here on Off The Groove.